0: Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Everybody, praise the Lord. Today is a good day to praise the Lord, no matter what the weather is like. Amen. This is Reverend Essie from New Birth Ministries, and i um, coming to you today with a word from the Lord. We're going to be taking it from Daniel chapter 4, the end of chapter 4, and then chapter 5. Amen. And it is about having an excellent spirit. Praise the Lord. God bless all of you. Um, no matter where you're from hallelujah good morning good afternoon and or good evening wherever you are hallelujah if you've accepted jesus christ as your savior you're a child of god amen and if you haven't now would be the time hallelujah i am so glad everybody is on watching this today uh let me open up with prayer amen heavenly father Heavenly Father, you are the God of all gods, King of all kings, and Lord of all lords. Hallelujah. You're the big G. Hallelujah. You are Abba, Father. Hallelujah. Baruch atah Hashem Adonai. We bless you, God. We bless you each and every day. We bless you in the morning, whenever we get up, all throughout the day, and in the evening, whenever we go to bed. We thank you for the angels that watched over us as we slept. We thank you for taking care of our families and our loved ones. We thank you for uh, comforting those who may have lost loved ones. Hallelujah. And Lord God, today as I preach your word, and I've been studying this for a few weeks now, please, Holy Spirit, bring out something that someone somewhere needs to hear. Let me be your mouthpiece. Hallelujah. I am honored to be your mouthpiece. Hallelujah. And let someone somewhere be comforted. Through what they hear in this sermon today, bless each and every person that is on listening to this, do podcast or listening to this through uh, video. Uh, we bless them. I bless you in Jesus' holy name. I cover you with the blood of Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. Nothing by any means shall hurt you, and God hears your needs and He is sending to you, sending them to you, right now as I speak. Hallelujah, hallelujah, many miracles, I speak many miracles into your life, healings of all types into your life, hallelujah, thank you Jesus, thank you Jesus, we thank you for being God all by yourself, we thank you for sending the sun in the morning, hallelujah, 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 thank you Jesus, and amen, amen, hallelujah, amen, God is good, amen, no matter what the weather is like. God is good. Hallelujah! God has gotten us through some things that we didn't even realize that we were going through. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah! God is good. Amen. Praise Him, worship Him whenever you can, however you can. Speak in tongues. Amen. Do that thing. <laughs> Hallelujah! Now don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And listen, if if you're in a place that's very silent, you make the noise. Amen. I made a sermon. I did a sermon uh, about a year ago or so. And it says, you make the noise. Amen. Hallelujah. Heaven's going to be a noisy place. There's going to be praise. There's going to be worship and everything in heaven. Hallelujah. So we got to get used to that. Amen. I don't think there's going to be any too much whispering in heaven. Amen. What I'm going to do is I'm going to start from uh, Daniel chapter 4. Now, uh, some of us have heard of King Nebuchadnezzar, okay, who was, and he was a, a strange king, a very mean king, amen, but Daniel, praise God, served under him, in fact, Daniel served under, I think, four, uh, four different uh, kings, Daniel was old, he was an old, experienced God-loving, God-serving prophet. Amen. And the kings knew he was good. That's why they used him when they had their dreams. They used Daniel the same way they will use us if we live holy. If we associate ourselves as being holy, as being one that the Holy Spirit Uses, Amen. You can enjoy your life. You can have fun. You can have a good time. But you've got to let people know that you're a vehicle of the Most High God. I mean, even Jesus played with children. Amen. Jesus danced the hora, as they called it, in weddings. Amen. Jesus had a good time. But at the same time, he was about his father's business and we could do the same thing. Amen. Hallelujah. So, uh, Daniel chapter 4 I'm going to literally start at the end, 34, verse 34. And it says, and at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up my eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High. And I praised and honored him that lives forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. And none can stay his hand or say unto him, what are you doing? What dost thou? At the same time, my reason returned unto me and for glory of my kingdom, mine honor and brightness returned unto me. And my counselors had my Lord sought unto me. And I was established in my kingdom an excellent And an excellent majesty was added unto me. Notice he says, an excellent majesty was added unto me. Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven. All whose works are truth and his ways judgment. And those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. Abasement means to bring somebody down. God hates pride. Amen. And what happened was Nebuchadnezzar was a man of much pride to the point where God had, you can read it in, on your own in Daniel chapter four, but to the point where God had to actually cut him down, bringing down a little, bringing down a step. Amen. To the point, actually it was more than a step. He brought him down to the point where he was like a wolf howling at night for seven years. For seven years, okay, Nebuchadnezzar crawled around growling. They literally had to lock him in like a, an iron, I believe they called it an iron gate, an iron fence. He went from king, amen. He went from being king to being a wolf man, naked, crawling around like what we would see today people who are possessed. Amen? People who are possessed of demons do things like that. They have a, a an odd appearance about them. You can discern it on them. You can see it. They don't think we can see it, but we can see it. Amen? When somebody's possessed of devils. Because they're not happy. They're not joyous. They don't have the joy of the Holy Spirit in them. And many times you can tell by the way they twitch their eyes. Okay, they twitch. Their eyes—they can't hold still, or or they're they're nervous. They have nervous energy, or or they mumble. I I knew someone who was possessed. Still is today. I heard just yesterday. Um, I heard uh, that they're still going through the same thing. After all these years, but keep this person in prayer. Amen. Um, God knows the name, but they will talk. They used to talk to me like on a phone. We would talk, or um, we've been knowing each other for a long time, and we would talk on a phone. And I began to notice years ago that this person would talk to me, and they would whisper something underneath their voice. And I said, "What did you just say to me? Did you just say something?" "Oh no, oh I didn't say anything." This person had the spirit of greed on them. They had the spirit of lust on them. The spirit of lying on them. Hallelujah. Uh, just anything that you can think of. Uh, just they would have, began to get a, a dirty, nasty-looking appearance and smelling. They wouldn't do their hair. Wouldn't take care of herself. Like a wolf woman. It was a female. Like just everything except for crawling around on the floor. Um, she didn't take care of her personal hygiene, even at that time of month or whatever, you know. And then I began to notice as the years went by, it got worse. And I started to hear this person on the phone. And they would talk to me normally like I'm talking to you. Then all of a sudden you hear me. And it turned into cuss words. This person was talking to me and cussing at me at the same time. Because they would not give themselves totally to Jesus Christ. They would not believe the works that God has done for us. They wouldn't totally give in. So I kept praying for this person and praying for this person. And one time they called me while we were having church, our praise and worship team. This is when we had our church in Houston, PA, our little church. And um, the praise and worship team was doing praise and worship, having a good time. We had some younger people doing it, and they were pretty good. Amen. So this person called me in my office and said, can you come pick me up? I'd like to come to church today. And I was like, okay. Timing was weird, but she wanted to come to church. I went to pick her up. She had... Uh, um, I forget what they call them now, tapes, videotapes. She had a bag of videotapes on her and they were like Satan. They were named Lucifer, Satan, devils in hell. She was literally returning videos to the video store, which I didn't know what, what was in it until after she told me. And then I saw, you know, what she had done. And she used my time while I was getting ready to, to preach the word of God, while the praise and worship team was doing praise and worship in our church, all this was going, because she lived a little close to our church, all this was going on while church was supposed to be going on. You got to watch out because the devil will rob you of your time. Anything, any kind of distraction, that's him. I was picking her up out of the goodness of my heart because I wanted her to hear the word. I wanted her to come here to praise and worship, hear the word. Maybe we'll clean her up and make her feel good, Right. She's returning devilish videos to the video store in the pastor's car. (laughs) But she came that day, and you know, but this is what happens. People that don't respect God don't realize their mind is seared. They don't realize just how much the the Lord uh, the Lord has they don't the devil has actually um, uh, uh, captured them and he uses them. Amen. And Nebuchadnezzar. Was so evil. He just wouldn't. He wouldn't put God first. When you don't put God first, you end up as an animal, a rabid, rabid, rabid animal. Amen. You're not in your right mind. Hallelujah. So Nebuchadnezzar finally learns his lesson. And when he finally looked up, uh, and, and he looked up and saw, he looked up and said, "The God is God." Amen. He finally admitted after seven years, he looked up and said, God is God. He finally admitted that God is the true God. Amen. And after he did that, God brought him back to his right mind and he became king again after seven years. So, you know, this was a work of the Lord. Amen. In seven years, nobody else tried to take his place. Nobody else stepped up. I wish I could find it while I'm talking to you now. Nobody else stepped up, took his place. He went back seven years to the same throne he had before God had changed him. Now he's after after he had to go through seven years of embarrassment, seven years of hurt, pain, whatever naked, Not being in the his right mind. There's a right mind and there's a wrong. Obviously, if there's a right mind, there's a wrong mind. Amen. He finally admitted that God is God. And and at the end of chapter four, he says, "Now I Nebuchadnezzar praise and extol and honor the King of heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways judgment. And those that walk in pride, he's able to abase." That's that's his testimony. Nebuchadnezzar is testifying. See, that's why sometimes whenever uh, young people, when people testify or something, we have to let them testify. When somebody gets up in church and begins to testify. How many times have you seen people get up in church and begin to testify about something they were going through in their life and somebody else, (coughs) (coughs) they, (coughs) they cough or they kick them to try to stop them from talking? Wrong, wrong, wrong. Everybody has a testimony. Everybody, this man had a testimony. Amen. First, he was he went from king to wolf man. He went for seven years and finally admitted, God is God. Amen. See, you can go into a deep place if you keep kicking against the pricks. If 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 if, if we keep. Um, neglecting God, if we keep uh, putting Him last, if we put everything else before God, we got little G's. We have little G's, and it will begin to show in your life. You wonder why some people live the lives that they live because they have little G's. Food can be your little G. Money can be your little G. A woman can be your little, a man can be your little G. All of them. Your children could be little G's. Amen. Your job can be little G's. There are some people who are better having positions in um, corporations or, or companies. And they take better care of the company and the corporation than they do their own family. Little G. So now, chapter 5. Amen? Chapter 5 says, Belshazzar, who is his son. Some say he was actually his grandson. Because back, the, back then they didn't go by, you know, grandfather, grandson, great grand. So, Belshazzar is now king. And, and Daniel's name was Belteshazzar. Okay. There's a difference. If you look, um, where did I see that at? Um, his name was definitely, it had a T-E in it. Added to this. It looks like it. Amen. But Belshazzar is the next king now. In chapter 5, Daniel 5. It says, Belshazzar, the king, made a great feast to the thousands of his lords and drank wine before the thousands. What does this remind you of? The king and Esther. They are These kings, they, they, they kicked it out. They broke it out. When they had a party, they had a party. Amen. And did anything they wanted to do. Like in the entertainment field, we'll say it that way. It was not just one. Amen. Amen. And says, Belshazzar, while he tasted the wine, commanded to bring, this is, here we go, pride, here we go, messing up. He commanded to bring the gold and silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple which was in Jerusalem. Nebuchadnezzar had taken over Israel. Amen. And he took all the gold and silver that they had. And it says that the king and his princes, his wives... And his concubines might drink therein. Amen. Sacrilegious. Sacrilege. And it also mentions polygamy. How many women can you have in your life? Amen. People get power. And they think because they have power, they can have all the women that they want. All the men that they want. (laughs) Male and female. Jezebel spirit. Amen. Jezebel's not always women. I saw somebody the other day. Online, a preacher, and he was talking about Jezebel, and it was pretty good, but then he began, he didn't realize he was doing it, but he began to lean towards the women part, you know, and if he could just hear himself that time, he went on too long about the same uh, conversation, uh, the same topic, and it, it got to the point where you're sitting there, And you're saying, hmm, it sounds like he has a problem with females. Okay, he finally did say, I think one time, maybe one or two times, that the Jezebel spirit could be male or female, but he stayed on the female. Even to the point where he said that Jezebel um, uh, can't ever have a mate because she's too hard to get along with. (laughs) I mean, come on, guys. You know, uh, Jezebel something, that Jezebel spirit, Amen. And then they brought the golden vessels that were taken out of the temple of the house of God, which was in Jerusalem, and the king and his princes and wives and his concubines drank in them. Belshazzar, the king, literally took all the things that was taken out of the temple in Jerusalem, the holy, beautiful holy temple of God, took the gold and silver vessels and just made mockery of them. Just, just drank out of them. This is mine. These are mine. Drink and eat, drink and be merry. Gotta be careful that eat, drink and be merry stuff, right? And it says uh, they drank wine and praised the gods. Here we go with the little G's. Praise the gods of gold and of silver, of brass, of iron, of wood, and of stone idolatry. God tells us over and over in the word, be careful, watch out, do not fall into idols. Idolatry. That means you're worshipping something that has no power, that is not the creator of all things like he is. God is God. God is the creator of all things. Creator. Amen. Now, they, they worship." There's a lot of people throughout the centuries that made wood, gold, stubble, and stone their gods. Amen. And there are some today, there are still some cultures today that have thousands and thousands of gods. And when I say and thousands, I mean it. How could one country have thousands of gods? So in other words, it's pick and choose. Whatever God you want, enjoy. Have at it. Amen? False gods. And the first thing God wanted. God tells us, I, I, I am God. Thou shalt not, shalt not worship any God before me. Nobody. I am. He say, I am. Amen? I am. Hallelujah. In the same hour came forth fingers of, now here we go. People never learn a lesson. In the same hour, while they're making these little G's, came forth fingers of a man's hand and wrote over against a candlestick upon the plaster of the wall and the king's palace. Of the king's palace, and the king saw the part of the hand that wrote. Now imagine, okay, you're drinking a lot, getting drunk, talking smack. You got your women with you. You think you're all that in a bag of chips. Amen. You got your buddies and your friends with you. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, you see this hand. A part of a hand. You look over and you see a hand. Did you drink too much? Where did the hand come from? And you're looking. And you're looking. You're telling them, do you see this? Do you see the same thing I see? Amen. Amen handwriting on the wall. How many times have you heard throughout the years people saying, that's the handwriting on the wall. It's over. When you get the handwriting on the wall, it is over. Amen? And the king's countenance was changed and his thoughts troubled him so that the joints of his loins were loosed and his knees smote one against another. You know, for years, um, I... I don't know why it happened, but for some reason, every time I watch something on TV or every time I saw where it looked like somebody was going to fall over a hill, you know how they have people falling over cliffs or over hills or something, or the television will show somebody standing on top of a building and they look down and the camera you know, points down. And for some reason, I couldn't. I couldn't take it. I always felt it in my knees. I don't know why. I don't know why. My knees always began to feel really strange. It began to hurt whenever I saw that. I can't stand. It's not that I'm afraid of heights. Well, I guess I'm not in the love one heights, you know. But my knees would always hurt. Amen. And here it says he was. He was so. It says his countenance changed. Yeah, he lost that little giggle. He lost that little smile, buddy. God is serious. God can wipe that smile right off of your face. His countenance changed and his thoughts troubled him. Things started to go through his mind. He knew he was wrong. He knew he was wrong. He knew he was trying to be cute. He knew he he was about to get abased. Amen. And it says so that the joints of his loins were loosed. Amen. That means the, 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 the groin area. Amen. He he was feeling weak there, amen. He, he losing his manhood, so to speak. Amen. No longer, you're no longer cute. You're not. You're no longer the the head man. Amen. And his knees smote against one another, and the king cried aloud to bring in the astrologers, the Chaldeans, and the soothsayers. And now here we go. You know, when God does something in our lives, the first thing some people do is look for an astrologer, a soothsayer, a tarot card reader. They always want to find a reason why they're going through what they're going through, and they look in the wrong places. Amen? So here he is calling them in, and the king spoke and said to the wise men of Babylon... Whosoever shall read this writing and show me the interpretation thereof shall be clothed with scarlet. He was that serious. And have a chain of gold about his neck and shall be the third ruler in the kingdom. This scared him so bad that he was willing to make someone rich and a part of his kingdom. If they could tell him what the writing on the wall meant. He was bringing in exercisers and not exercise writing by the exorcisers, magicians, all the wise men of Babylon, of all places. Amen. And says, then came all the king's wise men, but they couldn't read the writing. Amen nor make known to the king the interpretation thereof. God tells us my thoughts are not your thoughts. My ways are not your ways. And what God does, a lot of times we can't understand. Amen. And he's trying to get man to tell him what God has done. Not a holy man, not a God man, but his appointed magicians. They couldn't tell him the interpretation. Then was King Belshazzar greatly troubled, and his countenance was changed in him, and his lords were astonished. Well, there goes the happiness. There goes his joy, should we call it, temporary joy or drunkenness, shall we say. He had no peace. He he experienced man's ignorance. He experienced the fact that the people that he thought were wise, were not wise at all. How are you going to tell me you're wise and you can't explain anything that God's doing or has done? You can't explain this. If you can't explain this word to me, you're not wise. Because wisdom comes from the Holy Spirit. And the only way way you can explain this word to me is if the Holy Spirit lives in you. And, And that's what was happening. They did not have the true spirit... Of the most high God in them. They were trying to go by Beelzebub. Demons and devils and magic. And witchcraft. Doesn't add up. It doesn't add up to the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. The words that were written were. Mene. Mene. Tekel. And you And some people say farson Okay. And the king. It says, and now the queen, verse 10, now the queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banquet house, and the queen spake and said, O king, live forever. She encouraged him. Amen. Let not thy thoughts th- thy thoughts trouble thee, nor let thy countenance be, be changed. She's telling him everything's going to be okay. Don't worry about it. Everything's going to be all right. Trouble, not yourself. And then in verse 11 says, There is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. This woman is introducing him to a man from the real God. A holy man. When they call you a holy man or a holy woman that is because they know that God uses you amen and in the days of thy father Nebuchadnezzar in the days of thy father light and understanding and wisdom like the wisdom of the gods was found in him whom in, in who the king Nebuchadnezzar thy father The king, I say, thy father, made master of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers. She is introducing the new king to the man of God who helped the old king, the former king, should I say. Amen? She remembered him. She remembered him. Hallelujah. And here we go. If you have an excellent spirit, people will remember you and introduce you to others. They'll trust you. They will trust that it's okay to introduce you to others. Amen. And verse 12, for as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding and interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts, are you a doubt dissolver? Are you a Daniel? Can you dissolve people's doubts or do you add to them? When people start talking about their troubles, do you say, well, let me tell you about mine, child. You ain't seen nothing yet. Or do you help them? Amen. Amen. A doubt dissolver were found in the same Daniel. She's introducing Daniel now, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called, and he will show the interpretation. The queen tells the king. We were talking about Jezebel. In this case, not necessarily Jezebel, but she's helping her husband. The quick wh- why why does the Queen have to show the King how to get relieved? because it seems that the King had so much pride in him and he was so ignorant. you know in the Old Testament you heard me say this before there is people when you had this there's something called the sin of ignorance. There's something called the sin of ignorance. And, and, and the king was ignorant. His wife had to correct him. His wife had to show him the way out. Some of you have women in your lives, wives, who have to sometimes show you the way out. You get so hard-hearted and so high-minded. And it's vice versa the same with the women. Some of you have men who have to show you the way out? Some of you have been, have had people assigned in your life to teach you the right way because you won't listen to anybody else. You know, it can come into your life to the point, it could come to your life to the point where sometimes God has to send somebody else into your life. To teach you and to correct you because you won't listen to anybody else. You men out there, you won't listen to your mom. You won't listen to, of course, not your dad. You women out there, you won't listen to your dad. You won't listen to your mom. God will send somebody into your life that will cut you down and show you the right way and show you your wrong ways. Amen. Bless God for them. Praise God for them. Some people are so hard-hearted and so selfish that God has to send via via the, the, the heart. God has to send somebody to capture your heart, capture your attention, and show you your ways. His own wife had to show him that there was a man of God with an excellent, Spirit. In other words, she's telling him he's not a fool like the ones you've been trusting. Those people over there, the magicians and the astrologers, and definitely not those tarot readers. Come on. Come on, hon. You know, you know, Daniel beats all of them by a long shot. So she's introducing Daniel to the king. Amen. And Daniel has much more than what the occult can give to anybody. A king was listening to the occult. And how many times do we have leaders today that lead companies, they lead churches, they lead nations by listening to the occult, by private parties, wild private parties sexual perversion and everything else but they don't want to listen to God because God's boring you know it says then was Daniel brought in before the king and the king spake and said unto Daniel art thou that Daniel which art of the children the captivity of Judah whom the king my father brought out of Jewry I have even heard of thee that the spirit of the gods is in thee and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom is found in thee. Daniel had an excellent spirit. Do you have an excellent spirit? And now the wise men, the astrologers, have been brought in before me that they should read this writing and make known unto me the interpretation thereof, but they couldn't do it. (laughs) And I've heard of you. And that that you can make interpretations and dissolve doubts. Now, if you can read the writing and make known the interpretation thereof, uh, thou shalt be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about the neck and and about the third ruler of the kingdom and blah, 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 and on, 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 and on. He's scared to death. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, let thy gifts be to thyself. In other words, Daniel's saying, I don't want your gifts. I don't need your gifts. And I feel the same way, and some of you probably feel the same way. People think that you need their gifts. It's nice that they give gifts, especially like for for the ministry. It's nice that people give gifts. God bless them. I pray for them and everything. But you know what? Don't think you're going to manipulate me with that. And there's people you'd be surprised at what people do when it comes to gifts to ministers. You'd be surprised. Daniel said. In other words, <laughs> in other words, Daniel said. Jehovah Jireh is my provider. I don't need your clothing, your purple clothing and your rings and your necklaces and all that. I don't need to be one third of the kingdom. I have the kingdom through my God. Amen. And Daniel answered and said, let thy gifts be to thyself and give thy rewards to him. Give it to somebody else. Daniel was bold because back in the day they could have cut him. They could have cut his head off. Amen. He was speaking for the Lord. He was trusting in the Lord. Are you afraid to get your head cut off by telling people the truth? Are you afraid of people? Amen. Yet I will read the writing unto the king and make known to him the interpretation. And O thou king, the most high God, give Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom and majesty and glory and honor. And for the majesty that he gave gave him, all people, all nations and languages trembled and feared before him who he would slew and whom he would keep alive. See, Nebuchadnezzar kill whoever he wanted to kill. Daniel's letting him know, I made it through that. My God got me through that. Nebuchadnezzar didn't kill me. Amen. And whom he would set up and whom he would be put down. Um, but when his heart was lifted up and his mind hardened in pride, he was disposed from his kingly throne and they took his glory from him. He's telling them what his grandfather did. Amen. And he was driven from the sons of men and his heart was made like beasts and his dwelling was in the wild asses, was with the wild asses. They fed him with grass like oxen and his body wet with dew of heaven till he knew that the till he knew that the most high God ruled in the kingdom of men. Till he knew that God is king. Till he knew that he should have been appreciative to be king under God. Amen. Most high God ruled in the kingdom of men and that he appointeth over it whomever he will. Nebuchadnezzar had to find out that he was appointed to be king. It's not because he was all that. He was appointed to be king. And thou his son, O Belshazzar, has not humbled thine heart Though thou knewest all of this, he knew. Belshazzar knew the history of the kingdom. But you've lifted up yourself against the Lord of heaven, and they have brought the vessels of the house before thee, and thy lords, thy wives, and thy concubines have drunk wine in them. And thou hast praised the gods of silver and gold and brass and iron and wood and stone, which see, don't they don't see, they can't hear, and neither do they know. They're dumb. You're worshiping creation. The creation instead of the creator, and the God in whose hand uh, thy breath is, and whose uh, uh, are all thy ways, has not thou has not you haven't glorified him. All right, then was a part of the hand sent from him, and this writing was written, and then he read the writing to the king, and it said, Mene, mene, Teko Euparsen," and this is the interpretation. Don't ever get it, y'all. Don't don't see the handwriting on the wall. You better recognize that God is who he said he is before you see handwriting as well. Amen? Mene, God has numbered your kingdom and finished it. See ya. TTYL. Talk to you later. Or maybe not. Teko. Thou art weighed in the balances and are found wanting. In other words, your life has been tested and you failed it. You've been found wanting. You were being weighed. You were being tested, and you met, you blew the test. Paris, thy kingdom is divided and given to the Medes and the Persians. He's letting, he's sitting there getting his life sentence. Amen. Then commanded Belshazzar. That they clothed Daniel with scarlet. And put a chain of gold about his neck. And made a proclamation concerning him. That he should be the third ruler of the kingdom. And he did it anyway. He was so thankful for Daniel. Telling him this stuff. He he he, uh, he, he did it anyway. He blessed him anyway. And it says. In that night. Was Belshazzar the king of the Chaldeans. Slain. He died. Exactly. Like. Prophet Daniel said, it's over. It's over. Tata, sia. God's done with you. Just like it happened to King Saul, who was another greedy ruler. He wanted to do his own thing, selfish. He didn't want to do things the way his prophet was telling him to do it. Samuel Saul wanted to do what he wanted to do. Anytime you want to do what you want to do instead of what God told you to do, it's over. Don't look for healing. Don't look for a new kingdom. Don't look for a new. Change. Look, this is Old Testament, okay? In the New Testament, Jesus Christ is the only one that can save you. If you are about to be cut loose, call on Jesus, make him your lawyer. Make him your savior. Cover yourself with his butt. Say, Jesus, I am so sorry. I apologize for my sins. I apologize for being a know it all and thinking that I knew more than you. I accept you as my savior. I realize you died on a cross for me and rose three days later. Getting sin over, getting, getting, getting victory over sin, hell, and death and the devil for me. I, I appreciate it. I accept it. Thank you, Jesus. I love you. I accept you as my Savior. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Because when God's done with you, He's done with you. God has created a place called hell. And there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth in hell. And God is telling you right now to make up your mind. Stop procrastinating. Stop thinking that you're getting away with sin. Stop thinking that He can't see it. And make up your mind. Amen and it and I end it like this verse 31 and Darius the Median took the kingdom being about 3 score and 2 years old amen Darius took over the Persians and the Medes came and took over so here's another king that Daniel with his excellent spirit is, is, is not leading. I guess you could say under. Or with. Amen. God will put you in high places. If you. Show. An excellent. Spirit. And the only excellent spirit. That you can have. Is the Holy Spirit of God. Not our own spirit. Sometimes. Look. If you've been checking yourself, you're doing right. Sometimes, as they say, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Sometimes we have to check ourselves. Amen. And make sure we're doing right. Hallelujah. Check yourself. Because if God checks you, it's over. Amen. Hallelujah. To God be the glory for the things he has done. Thank you for listening today. And as I said before, accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. Tell him he's the only one. You've accepted him. You've been blind. You've been dumb. You you've did things you shouldn't have did. You've been selfish. Tell him you want him to, to be your Savior and he will save you. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. Hallelujah. God give you his grace and his glory, mercy, peace. Hallelujah. God is a God of justice. God is a God of all good things. Amen. God made this world. He said it was good. And the devil came along and messed it up. So we can't blame God. There's people who are actually worshiping the one that messed it up. And took it from good to bad. I don't get it. Amen. Just have an excellent spirit. Hallelujah. Reverend Leslie signing off. God bless you. Have a good day. And amen.